2: if you're craving nerdy tunes we've got you covered nerdy fm is the nerdy show network's nerd music podcast hosted by me mark with a c we feature the best in geek rock nerdcore comedy vgm and every genre in between the biggest artists alongside awesome up and comers with rare tracks exclusive live recordings and a massive archive to keep you rocking the nerd world over tune in exclusively through the nerdy show network Calling all Nerdy Show listeners, we need your help. You voted for us in the Audioverse semifinals, and thanks to you, the orphans, nerdcasting the multiverse,
1: Dungeons and Doritos, and Liberty are all in the running for the final big vote. We can take home a whole slew of awards in audio drama excellence if you'll join us again to fight in the name of the Nerdy Show Network's awesomeness. Don't delay. The voting closes on December 9th. Head to nerdyshow.com slash audioverse2017 for the list of nominations and all the info you need to get voting.
0: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network, geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com.
3: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: from the borough of Queens, in the city of New York, this is... The Epic Podcast with your hosts, Nelson
3: Lugo and Schaefer, the Dark Lord.
0: Welcome back, loyal listener, to the beautiful and spacious Studio 6C in Astoria, Queens. This is the Epic Podcast episode number 56 on your scorecards. I am your host, Nelson Lugo. I am your other host,
1: Schaefer the Dark Lord.
0: And we are back for another month of epic pie goodness with my dear friend, Schaefer the Dark Lord. Let me tell you something, Nelson
1: Lugo. Yes? Uh, You sound amazing. What? Uh, I'm going to tell you why. Why? Because... Uh Uh-huh. Uh, this past month for my birthday that's I right got- it was your birthday happy birthday no, don't sing that song
0: Schaefer. that's good
1: I <laughs> got a sweet new pair of studio headphones oh you did I did from my best friend oh my god who's that uh, he's this guy. Sure. Yeah. And the thing that's great about that is that now uh-huh. you, yeah. are listening to my it was my old headphones. Yeah, the ones that have now been cast aside right. for the new hotness. <laughs> right. I I, so, am, I am now wearing your hand me downs. If you are envious, sure. Then I would suggest uh-huh. you need to fix your life and get a better best friend. <laughs> because mine's killing it.
0: Uh I am actually quite jealous because these were these were headphones that I've been eyeing for myself for quite some time because because I'm a brand new DJ and that's what DJs do apparently they lust over uh, headphones and um, all of the reviews on the on that pair that you're wearing which I f- I forget the brand name off the top I think it's like an Audio Technica yes um, M. Oh, don't, uh, uh, don't, you're, it's, you're too new the, into this yeah, to start the, turning I, into a gear nerd. I, I think it's like, it's the X, you people are it's the insufferable. XT, it's the
1: XMT oh my God, 50, I believe, it.
0: or the 40, I believe is the one I got you.
1: You have never been friends with drummers. <laughs> Why? Because those fuckers will talk shop with you all day long oh, and the, they will, the, it'll be a bunch of letters and numbers. I mean, anybody who's like a big gearhead, Sure. Gears we'll do heads. that. Well, I'm a
0: brand new gearhead, so I'm still I'm still learning
1: the lingo. I'm still getting the jargon. Well, pace yourself. You're still charming. You're not yet insufferable, and that's a <laughs> <laughs> it's a sharp drop off of that porch. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I guess it is. Well, happy birthday! I'm glad you liked them. I really do. Thanks. Uh, I've been I've been meaning to get that present for you for quite some time, so I was, I was happy to do that. Well, for they're
1: him. excellent, and they're they're way too sophisticated for your DJing needs. You need something <laughs> rugged. These are delicate. No, and, I know and. I was comfortable and they are for they are for the long drives uh of editing your monthly podcast (laughs) (laughs) and certainly not for having a few drinks and what what and on stage. Right, 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 right. right.
0: No, I picked them up and they're light and uh, uh, and very, very. I don't know, because I, I, the the head the headphones that I use now are beefy. Like you, you pick them up and there's some substance to them. There's weight to them. Mm-hmm. Yours, I'm I'm very jealous. Like they seem like they seem like you're wearing like clouds on your ears.
1: I I feel like Steve Austin,
0: <laughs> like, the six million dollar man. Exactly,
1: and that this is just like a part of my head now. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'm very glad you. I'm very very glad you like them. Uh <laughs> did you have a nice Thanksgiving. I did. Yeah. I did. I had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Um, I normally don't spend Thanksgiving with my family um, for reasons that I. It's it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's literally all I need to say about that. Um, I love my sister a lot. I'm not a big fan of her. Married in family, mm-hmm. as it were. So uh, I have Thanksgiving with my chosen family. I have uh, I had Thanksgiving with my best friend, and he's a, he's a really really great cook, and uh, uh, he made a fantastic spread this year. Is this a
1: Valentine's Day episode? Look at all the love. <laughs> uh, I,
0: I had a, I had a near a near hospital miss that I avoided thanks to <laughs> uh, thanks to um, uh, Bunny Buxom. Yep. So Bunny Buxom, if you're listening. Thanks for the pills. Wink.
1: (laughs) There was nothing coded about that. Why would you wink at the end of that?
0: Thanks for the pills means thanks for the pills. No, no. She knows what I
1: mean. She knows what I mean. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, But uh, I'm pretty excited about this episode because you actually have an interview that's in the can that you've been holding on to for for a little bit of time. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, let's get to that, <laughs> <laughs> folks. The thing is, is that you know, month after month, we tell you we're we make these promises we're going to come back and we're going to do some hot new magic with the Epic Podcast, and every month some things get in the way. Life, life gets in the way. This month, I don't really feel like talking tonight, and this is the last available night to record. Yeah, I don't feel like talking because. I have exhausted myself and made myself hoarse, (laughs) screaming this entire month. Right. Uh, Specifically at my birthday. Just yelling at it. No, I know. Why would you do this to me? (laughs) Year after year.
2: (laughs) And folks, just straight up,
1: I don't want to talk. Right. Tonight. Well, that's 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 uh that's disheartening. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, that, that's why we have backup material that we're yeah yeah, yeah yeah. Unless there's anything you want
0: to talk about, Nelson. Oh man, there's all kinds of great stuff going on. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I've got I've got two um. My DJ burgeoning skills are getting uh ever more uh, uh better and better. Excellent. Um I've I landed two vintage DJ gigs this month. I'm uh, glad to hear that um yeah.
1: as you are now an employee of this company. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh so I've I've I'm slowly but surely becoming like uh the backup DJ for the vintage scene here in New York City and oh, nice. I'm I'm really sort of kind of doubling down on that. Um uh, uh, I've got some fantastic performance opportunities coming up in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, I am um, I'm dating again. I know, I know, and I am dating a very lovely woman. And she is wonderful.
1: Yeah, I think she is charming and funny and awesome. Oh, absolutely, and absolutely. Adorable. And you, and you
0: know what? You know what? I I really really like the best about her. What? She's an adult who is sane. <laughs> she is a sane rational thinking adult who has a veritable cornucopia of emotions and when they come up we talk about it like two reasonable human beings and we work stuff out in the moment
1: that is that is excellent praise yeah that you could not use on the only two adults in this room right no yeah exactly that don't meet that criteria I,
0: i barely meet that criteria uh and um, it's it's going so well that we're actually taking a, a vacation. I I don't think I can't remember the last time I've ever taken a vacation mm-hmm. ever, but we're taking a vacation to uh, Copenhagen, Denmark. It's amazing. I- at the end of January, uh, and I'm fucking excited because I've never been outside North America. I've never even had a passport before. Oh wow! So this is going to be all new vistas for me, and I'm really 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 excited.
1: You know I. Uh, entertained daydreams of a trip to denmark a Uh few years ago oh did you yes after my mother's death Uh and i got some life insurance money i had these ideas i was going to do all these things to celebrate life and and see the world and and not take anything for granted and my mom had always wanted to visit denmark because she had some danish heritage that she was always fascinated by and uh I even, I started looking into it. I was telling my brother, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to Denmark. I'm gonna do it for mom. You never told me this. Yeah. This is the first time I hear about that. I haven't told a lot of people about it because I quickly just slipped into a crushing, depressing routine. No, absolutely. And I have stayed comfortably there for four years. Thank you. (laughs) But, so I'm really psyched that you're going. Yeah,
0: well, well, A, you should go. and you're supposed to say that after the trip. No, you should go. Oh, you should go to Denmark. Sometime. No, no, dude, you should go to fucking Denmark. To, well, to, and and uh, if there's anything you want me to bring back from Denmark, uh, please let me know. How about
1: a Danish?
0: Oh, I, I see. I see what you did there.
1: That's where they're from.
0: I, yeah, no, I get it.
1: It's like champagne. No, no, no champagne I get it. You don't. From that you don't need to
0: mansplain things. the joke to me. I get it. It's okay. It's both the name of the language. Wow, you're just gonna the people just yeah. gonna double down on and the pastries on that thing, aren't right? you? Okay. Yeah
1: well uh, that's awesome yeah no i'm really really excited and it's been a hundred episodes which we haven't even done a hundred but it's been a hundred <laughs> episodes <laughs> since you started off and i said hey how are things going and yeah. you were like fucking sunshine <laughs> you opened up your trapper <laughs> keeper and rainbows shot out of it and you were like well i have a, i have a, i have a lot a
0: lot of really really good stuff going on right now." that's excellent yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah. so good to hear
0: yeah and that's it nothing else is happening
1: okay this is what i was kind of
0: no no that's it that literally nothing else is happening what's I, what's the next topic i i feel
1: i feel like there's more going on in your life not, than not just at all that. i
0: have no idea what you're talking about and I only, you know this interview with the guys sounds really amazing we should just cut to that right now i want to tell you two bits of information okay
1: one right this uh has historically been uh this process has been a catharsis for us to vent sure. about things that might be on our mind. And it seems like also in our case, there's yeah. always something heavy on our minds. Sure. Uh, not because we're deep, but because we're <laughs> pathetic and because we're, <laughs> we're always under our own boots. True. Um, true. So that one, if you want to get it out, this is a place. Okay. I mean, I have Facebook. I've, I know a thing or two. Sure. Um, and two, mm. I have fixed the bleep button. Oh, Oh, wait, so you're actually putting effort into these episodes now?
2: Well.
0: <laughs> well, okay. You, you, don't need to, you don't need to bleep this part out. Um, I am now being sued uh, for defamation. Uh, and I think, uh, according to advice from my counsel, um, that is all I am legally allowed to say.
1: In, in the normal world. Where, in the normal world, yes. Where your best friend isn't nearby with his hand on a bleep button. Right.
0: Uh, what I really, really want to say uh, is that fucking asshole. Garbage fire of a human being. Fucking moron. Flaming turd. Piece of shit no more apparently shit ton of fucking fucking idiot dumb dumb poopy head shit are you good? Yeah, I'm I, I'm I'm all right. Yeah, um, but again, uh, from advice from counsel, uh, I'm I I really can't say anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So, folks, that's the deal this
1: month. I don't want to talk, and Lugo can't. So, I should have brought a spittoon for the apple. (laughs) Uh, What is that? A Granny Smith
0: over there? It sure is. That's a that's a mighty tasty apple. Mm. Is it tart?
1: It's so tart. Would you like a bite from the other side? I would actually. I'd like a bite from the other side. So, folks, since we are in no position to record an episode this month, um, we have a very special segment that I would like to air in place of new content. As you know, as I've been talking for the, the past couple of months, uh, in November, my collaborative record with Shale Riley and the Double Ice Backfire, collectively known as Schaefer Riley and the Double Ice Backfire, released our long-awaited album, Hold Person. Uh, and I was planning to, you know, spend a little time talking about it this month, but again, I'm over everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think I think it was, I think it was interesting. At
0: one point, you were like promoting four things that people could consume media from you at the same time
1: i I made a lot of things this year yeah which is great because i felt like i was doing nothing with my life all year and then everything that i was doing came out in like the same 12 days yeah <laughs> <laughs> i
0: it was like every like every other day you were posting something about hey i got a video game hey i released a new uh, uh i released a new what is that uh what do, what do you call that a uh, drunk drawer what is the um Mixtape? Mixtape, thank you. I released the mixtape. I'm on an album. I'm on another
1: thing. So I put out this record with Shell Riley and the Double Ice Backfire. And Shell Riley is also part of a super group that has been around for a number of years called the Grammar Club. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, which is a collective more than a proper group. but It's made up of Shell Riley, Glenn Case, uh, Tanner Brown, Sean Stone, Ty Gwenley, and of course, the legendary nerdcore rapper, Beefy. Beefy. And they have resurrected their own sleeping beast, and the Grammar Club <laughs> is back, and they've, <laughs> oh, launched, hey. they've launched a Patreon. Oh, good. Um, and they're, they're producing new material. Well, I was supposed to do an interview with them for their Patreon. Right. And I did. Oh, okay. Uh, and then there was a problem, which I'm going to leave it to the interview to explain it. When we did finally get around to re-recording it, it was only the three of us, Ty Gwenley, Shell Riley, and me, the three members of... Schaefer riley and the double Eyes backfire <laughs> so we recorded a completely different episode for the patreon podcast um where we just talk about this new record uh hold person that we oh, worked awesome. on for two years that just came out awesome awesome um and it's uh i feel like it's a nice companion piece of the record and i would like to let me of a couple weeks ago uh explain this record more than i would like to uh talk about it myself now
0: okay that, and you know what? That's valid. You you did you you put something in the can for a rainy day. And guess
1: what? It's pouring. Well, great. Tell you what, I'm gonna play you a track from that new record, Hold Person. What? By Schaefer Riley and the Double Eyes Backfire. Hit and then me. we're just gonna go into this three-way round table discussion. Hit me, baby, one more time. Great. Folks, we're gonna take a quick break and we will be back in just a moment.
2: Dirty purple couch that serves as its command chair And all these old Hi-A tapes I pump into its fuel lines I watch them chain-smoking as I travel
4: Ladies and gentlemen, let me give you a word of advice. It seems like a waste of time, but it's nice. Welcome to Camp Handsome. I am your shale host, Riley. With me is Gwenly Ty and yep. Schaefer T. Dark Lord. Hello, hello. This, uh, this podcast, this episode, episode five. <laughs> Has gone through quite a lot of rigmarole, a lot of failed attempts and false starts. This is the fourth, I think, attempt to do this in a, in a way. The first time was in October. And, uh, <laughs> God. We can fucking it up somehow. Something like, we, like, first, Mar- Mark Schaefer came, you were, you were, Coming home from your tour, you were fell you fell asleep. Yeah, you. S- and then I fell. Yeah. I, and then I fell asleep. And then I fell asleep. I rescheduled, and then because I have a sleep disorder, right? I just fucking fell asleep on Wednesday. <laughs> um. And then uh, we had a great podcast last week. We recorded. A, we finally did that interview. It was awesome. And uh, we lost your audio. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but now we're here them just me, uh, Schaefer, and Ty,
2: which mm-hmm. is
4: great because we are about to release our collaborative album, Hold Person, that took like two plus years to complete. It was started, I guess. Took a while.
1: Was it like two years to the day? It, it was exactly two years to the day. On um, right. November 13th, 2015, the day in between our birthdays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you visited New York yep. for your birthday. And I met you at a karaoke bar. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we got wasted. Very drunk. And came up with the idea of doing a collaborative record. Yeah.
4: We did. And it Mm is
1: now being released on November 13th, 2017, exactly two years later.
4: Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful thing. (laughs) There are two of us, two years between the start and the finish of the, the thing. And, uh, one oh my day. gosh that reminds me One let me day just, if I can our just two
1: birthdays yeah so. <laughs> when, is, when, is, when is this gonna when are you gonna post this? fucking as soon as possible <laughs> great, well then let me then let me be the
4: first to say in advance happy birthday shale oh my gosh thank you so much happy birthday Schaefer.
1: oh my gosh thank you so much <laughs> 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 What do you want for your birthday? I want this record to come out yeah that would be great
4: <laughs> Well you know what I think we can make it happen.
1: Like we can do it. <laughs> oh, I think we can. I've heard it. I know that it, it's real now. Let's talk about it track by
4: track. Let's go through the track list. Read me, please, uh, if you would. The track list order that you proposed that I that I very much approve
1: of. Okay, so the record uh, Schaefer Riley and the Double Eyes Backfire Hold yeah, right. Person mm-hmm. uh, opens with the song Ten Thousand Cigarettes. Yeah, I like that song.
3: <laughs> it's uh,
4: <laughs> that. that's a song i started a very long time ago i think just after we put out um just after we put out ultimate songs from the pit i started working on that instrumental just it was the same kind of stuff i was doing it was a little bit slower and moodier than the stuff on ultimate songs from the pit was but it was in the same vein more or less and it was uh nes real real n e s music done Family tracker it had the f d s chip add on I believe um so they're like seven channels or something, so there's a little bit more um uh more complex instrumentation than on the actual songs from the pit tracks, but that is real n e s and uh gosh, I didn't know what to do with that with that song for a long time. I kept writing different melodies over it and I didn't like any of them, and I kept writing different lyrics, and it was all not working and then one uh,
1: day I just thought
4: I-
3: yeah.
1: Let me just say, I I, want to preface all of this discussion of this track by track um, description that I'm a big fan of Shell Riley and the Double Ice Backfire. Uh, I'm not going to try and repeat everything I said on the episode that got lost. But
4: no, we're not doing any of those same questions.
1: But I have (laughs) I have uh, recommended that record to people for, you know, six years now saying uh, and, and, and hyping it with the claim that it's a perfect record. I think that yes. Ultimate Songs from the Pit is a perfect record in the way that Appetite for Destruction and the Black Album are perfect records. I just think it's, it's just solid songwriting and execution beginning to end. I pray. Um, Thank you so much. It's, it's, just, it's just so good. You guys are so good. So obviously I was starving for this opportunity to do uh, more than you know a single Guess verse with you guys, um, but one thing I've always enjoyed about your stuff, Shale, is that uh, the way you write lyrics is you. I always feel like I understand what your song is about when I when I'm listening to your lyrics, and then at some point there's some tonal shift in the lyrics, and then I realize I don't really know what the song is about, and I use that as a challenge. So that when you were sending me these pieces of songs, <laughs> including Ten Thousand Cigarettes, I didn't want to ask questions. I was like, I have to write some raps to go to, like, you know, shoehorn into this song. I'm going to write what I think that this song is about. <laughs> and I did that with really every song on this record. I didn't check with you. I just well, kind of was like, I think that this is what it's about. Well, I don't know. I like, I, you know,
4: my first inclination was to to like explain very directly what I'm doing. And then, and then I was like, no, maybe I shouldn't pull the curtain back so much. But then my third inclination was to not be a jackass. <laughs>
2: so
1: why would I not I like explain that, that, was, that? I like that. That was, third. I was like,
4: well, I know it's like, no, yeah. Yeah. Um, you talked for a while. So I, you know, I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Um, um, what I do a lot, is uh, sometimes I just write thematically but non-narratively. I'll just collect in, like related impressions, you know, mm-hmm. or, or just something around a single idea that is necessarily a story. And um, what's great is if so if you have like a co-writer or something, and they can usually pick a story out of that kind of by accident, and then just you would go with it, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's and that's what we did. That's kind of, that was our method, our process. And so, I feel like yeah.
1: it's, it's in your body of work, you have songs that, that go from the general to the really, really specific in a single line. Um, yeah. And like, uh, like the other side of Memphis comes to mind where I thought I had this kind of idea about, a, about what the, the narrative was that was going on in it. But it was still vague enough that, you know, that the listener can paste their own experience into it as all great pop music should be crafted. And then yeah. suddenly there's you're in a hookah bar with Kristen Ritchie, which is so incredibly yeah. specific.
4: That's, uh, that's me, me. Ricky Henry and me both wrote the lyrics to that. Ricky actually oh, okay. wrote wrote the bulk of them. And that's kind oh, okay. of it's more his thing. But I did. I retooled them a lot. And we, I workshopped it a lot. I'd say I, I'd say my input's like 25 percent of it. So, yeah. Yeah. That's cool to hear.
1: That's great. Yeah. Thank you. So I had to do that with uh ten thousand cigarettes i don't i didn't realize until after I think I'd finished writing my uh, material that you had said in an email to me you'd made a kind of a passing note that it was uh that there was a video game reference in the song which I didn't even yeah. realize that's so funny it's chrono Trigger which <laughs> is a-
4: um, there's a special game over you get if you lose to the mid boss of the game, uh, one of Lavos's forms. This seems nothing to you, but, <laughs> but for the podcast, it yeah, I, I'm listening. Hey, if, it's just in a special ending if you lose. the The final quote of this dramatic cutscene is, "But the future refused to change," and you hear this like pretty frightening for the super for for the Super Nintendo sound chips capabilities, uh, like alien laughter of the end boss as he eats the universe you know so that's a pretty good game it's a pretty grim game over that's a pretty specifically bad ending you know that yeah, was like the, yeah. one of the worst endings in video games at the time in a pretty upbeat bright colorful fun game you know it's like it's like it's kind of like a disney movie kind of tone and then you get some really gritty grim stuff that's that's, uh, that's Chrono Trigger it's a great it's well, one of the great games would, one of the great games you, con- every, you know, everybody regards as one of the greatest games ever so I'd agree it's a good game
1: would you consider that line um, yeah. a precursor to the yo okay that was the, oh that was, that was <sighs> yeah, perfect sorry. timing because I want I to abandon the question I was in the middle of asking yeah. uh, okay great and yeah. <laughs> I, and I w- instead I want to say I love that 10,000 cigarettes kicks off the record um, yeah. mostly yeah for that wailing guitar solo.
4: Oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. I love that. It is wailing. That is that is the correct way to
1: describe oh, it. Oh, it feels. It's it's, it's it beautiful. suffers. It suffers and it exposes itself. All right. I'm 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 not. Doing
4: it. <laughs> it really goes it really goes with the it really goes with the uh, the story that you, you you created from what what we did. It really goes with that I, the, the the time machine motif. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You really took it in a direction that I I hadn't thought of that stuff at all, but you did get the the time machine. I hadn't hadn't been thinking about that kind of like, um, that kind of time travel, like, yeah, as it would apply to like a real world situation kind of stuff, just because I was kind of rooted in Chrono Trigger thematically.
1: Um, (laughs) I mean, I feel like I went a little on the nose with it. I just, I took away this phrase, the future refused to change and thought about, uh, this, um obsessive detrimental fixation on nostalgia and how it's not going to fix anything for you and yeah. that's where i went with it
4: yeah and that, that was that was a great story and that was that was uh, i think it it left a, a strong impression on me um when i first heard it it was really like a, it was, a little, it was a bit emotional it's really really good and um it's so raw and and real and believable and you know true um a lot of them I'm sure, um, wait, what was I, what's I, going? oh jeez, I'm getting, I'm getting verklempt,
1: I'm getting all, uh, all, uh, you know. Let me just, I just want to say, I don't do cocaine anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to have a period, I, I, I'd have all these kind of repetitive Uh, habits and routines that I would do when I was really strung out on coke and and when I was in this really sad depressive place where I was kind of locking myself away in my apartment for days on end and not using it like a social drug but just sitting in my apartment getting high by myself I was just medicating yeah I would find all of these kind of repetitive activities that I would obsessively do and one of them was going through these boxes of old like videos i have like hundreds and hundreds of like mini dv tapes and eight tapes and vhs tapes of stuff that i shot over the years and never watched and i would just like upset like find i would think of some moment that i remembered shooting and i would want to find it not that i was going to do anything with it but i just wanted to find it and i would just sit in my apartment like this sad drugged out monster and just sit and hunt through these tapes and and think about the old days and it was it wasn't until uh therapy when i started reflecting on (laughs) on (laughs) a <laughs> weeks and weeks of that behavior that i realized how just crushingly sad and pathetic that was
4: i found so, that uh, song painfully relatable yeah
1: <laughs> oh yeah
4: yeah and i think you conveyed very very clearly what you made explicit just now it really the song conveys that holding pattern that horrible uh, emotional prison that we put ourselves in, not to sound melodramatic, but it's pretty, pretty literal. I mean, it's figurative, but you know, know,
3: it's pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, But yeah, it surprised me and it was on the nose, but what was kind of, kind of beautiful about it from my perspective is that I having, Created it with a certain context in mind i didn 't realize what on the nose was for that song what mm-hmm. how it, how it would be read by the general public most obviously
3: mm-hmm.
4: uh and I, I didn't know, and you pointed it out to me and expounded on it and just, I love it it was it was a great uh, surprise for me
1: it was like we were playing this lyrical game of exquisite corpse of, of cat and also cat. <laughs> What?
4: I was I was going to say cat and also cat, but exquisite corpse was much, much more exotic and
1: probably accurate. Oh, uh, okay. Thank you.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only vaguely know what, what that game is. Exquisite corpse. I know that it was, it was the name of a sound garden demo in the nineties on some bootleg. That's the whole reason I know the term. I know, and I kind of know it's a, it's some kind of a game or something, but what does it mean?
1: You, you, um, you write a portion of a story, you know, you write like about a a paragraph and then on, on, you write it on paper and then you fold it over and you give it to the next person and they only get to see the last sentence that you wrote. Oh, Oh. and then you write, you continue writing the story and you continue passing it around and that's, and until you end up with, with, um, a bunch of non sequiturs and, and weirdness. That sounds
4: sounds like a, a fun night uh, in, from the 80s.
2: <laughs> it absolutely was. It's
4: like,
2: <laughs> a like, yeah. it's like the
1: thing that, like, drama kids do on, like, when they're on yeah. <laughs> going on trips to state or whatever. Exactly. No,
4: it's, that's cute.
1: <laughs> yeah. But Man. it's called Exquisite Corpse because the words themselves seem to be kind of a non sequitur between them. It seems to be kind of juxtaposed and not really... Uh, um, have anything to do with one another?
4: Oh, okay, yeah,
1: wow, that is what we were doing. <laughs> That's fantastic. I want to ask Ty a question. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so musically on this song, did did Shale bring you like the skeleton of it, or did was he working from a skeleton that you'd created? Because I know that the final version is much more dense and rich than than the demos that that we worked with to record. Like it just turned into this, a much, much bigger piece. So
2: uh, usually, usually the demos are just the chip tunes with vocals. And we work from, from that. You
1: get from Shale. Yeah. Okay. Well, for that particular track though, I did send
4: more. I did, I did send a beat and I sent a, like an additional MIDI uh, bass line that was kind of written in the way, like a real electric bass would be played. Um, mm-hmm. But but they are usually just chiptunes and, and vocals, but yeah. But that time I did send a bit more. I don't think Ty used any of those things in this final recording. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. It was a while ago.
1: But, uh, so then, Ty, you're kind of doing that, and the two of you are doing kind of a similar thing musically, because if if Shale is sending you like a bare-bones outline of of a song that he has in mind, then you're harvesting bits of these melodies and turning them into something else too right yeah yeah is that mm-hmm.
4: fair that's that's very accurate cool man
1: yeah that is cool <laughs> all right let's do the next track oh it's uh, uh my personal. <laughs> the next uh track we worked on this record for two years and i didn't know the full title until about four days ago um yeah because we've just been calling it jesus but the full title is my personal Sorry. My personal relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, comma, who I probably made up.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, a, it's a bit snarky. <laughs> oh, gosh. I have, um, I like the song. Uh-huh. Uh I feel just uh, the, the tiniest bit trepidatious about it now. Oh? Because I, I, ro- I, I wrote it in, a, in a, a bit of a darker sort of emotional state than I'm in right now. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> it's a, it's, a bit, it's, a, it's a bit venomous. Um it's kind of just uh expressing my anger with organized religion. Oh, that comes across. <sighs> yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> and, and I think I I it's a, it's a richer song for the unexpected counterpoint that you gave it. You know, you in, you uh kind of turn a song into this this debate between between a kind of like a American Jesus and maybe like a like a more historic Jesus.
2: Yeah. You know, I
4: so. It, it, or a more benevolent you, one or something. You sent this me is you weird. Sent- I am so uncomfortable talking about this now.
1: <laughs> Good. Oh, gosh. So you sent me the, the your parts and you were singing this just really cynical uh, kind of take on religion um, yeah. as somebody yeah. who maybe had found faith and then felt like they had been swindled somehow and was just really kind of sarcastic and bitter about it.
4: Yeah, well, I was That's... thinking of it as a person who was sincere and oblivious, and it was
1: a straw man argument, but they kind of amount to the same thing. I see. Um, I yeah. didn't... So when I was adding parts to it, I didn't... I thought that if I just kind of followed the same thing, it would be just too much of this... like assault against a religious faith (laughs) it would have been one
4: it would have been one note and boring you're completely correct yeah
1: and uh, and also i i've written a lot of material that that kind of gives a cynical take to bible stories comes to mind yeah um so i'd I'd done that a few times and i thought that like that 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 was just going to be kind of too much like you know Spin of my wheels so that too yeah. uh i instead uh gave it uh a challenge where i i cast myself as jesus in your song to provide counterpoint to your verses and very much and, redeemed the character in the narrative <laughs> and just and, and, and i and i well just done. i well done i did a bunch of research i tried to make everything that
4: <laughs> i tried
1: to, i tried to make everything that my characterization of jesus said actually come from the bible and so yeah. i had to um i had to do a little bit of work because i'm not so well versed <laughs> that's wonderful <laughs> you did research <laughs> i did um and it
2: paid off and and it's then i great. think it, i
1: i think it does make it a little bit more of a volley than an <laughs> oh,
4: assault yeah absolutely it makes it a richer song in many ways um <laughs> oh and tied like to genesis remix too yeah and that's really oh funny. yeah Yeah, that's so. So let's just let's like talk about the technical aspects of a song. That is another one that's real NES. Um, But that one I used the uh, gosh, is it the VRC7, the one with the um, FM synthesis? It's 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 a Japanese only sound chip add-on for NES cartridges that added actual FM synthesis to the uh, the two pulse waves and the triangle wave and the, the DPCM and the noise channel. Uh, yeah. So all that stuff is used. I used all the channels in there, and I'm pretty pretty pleased with the composition. I got some interesting timing in that I that was hard to program in on the NES. Um, and then Ty did this wonderful Genesis remix, which I feel like is the natural progression from the more primitive FM synth of the VRC seven or is it VRC? Yeah, it's the it's the seven. That's the chip. Six is the the Konami one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're both common ones, but six is the one that they we actually people know about more. <laughs>
1: so when you say when it's when it's listed as the Genesis remix, is it so all those sounds are are from Sega Genesis system? Is that
4: yeah? How did you do that one, Ty? Is that fake bit or is that um, no? That's that's real Genesis. So you did it on really on on, on Devil Mask. Yeah, nice. That's really impressive. I didn't even know that. I thought it was, it's so good. I thought it was fake bit. (laughs) Those arpeggios and stuff sound so effortless and and real in their timing. Wow. It's a really good, good sample choice and uh, well done. Good,
1: great tracking. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're teaming up to like sling fistfuls of praise at Ty. I just, this is just (laughs) a comment that I, that I want to, I want to like kind of paste onto every track on the record. And I didn't realize this until we had some time to talk about it at, Magfest this year when we were still in the middle of of making the record um I could have gone my entire life and I never would have known that the drums on this record are programmed
3: <laughs>
1: um because the access to such incredible drum sounds that you have and your um and your technique in programming them it they all just sound like real drums like they sound like in some places it feels like you've even programmed where it 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 isn't you know metronome tight mm-hmm. which makes it sound like a real person playing it um mm-hmm. i j- i never i never would have known and then when i heard you know later mixes of some of the stuff like 10,000 cigarettes ends with this little flourish on the snare drum there's like a little drum roll and a little rim shot that, that there's i would have never i i feel like a very unsavvy music person uh it's because It's worth noting
4: that like you are a drummer too
1: <laughs> that I yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've been a drummer for like most of my life I never ever would have known that any of that stuff was programmed and if once I had been told that I wouldn't have believed the person telling me it's it's creepy how good your drum programming is
2: uh thank you
4: yeah I try yeah. I try I no, in fact you didn't believe I was the person who told you
1: and you didn't believe oh, right because we, we were talking yeah. about I was to... asking you a yeah. question when we were working on who did the drum who recorded the drums who's your drummer on the next on the on the the next song on the record (laughs) i I asked you i was like who played the drums and and (laughs) did did you because because i was fishing at asking you i was like do you have a drum kit this is you know Uh, you were upstate and we (laughs) were talking about you coming down and like having some rehearsals to do like a live version of some of these songs and I remember i I heard the the drums on the next song to the ground. I heard them and assumed that you had recorded them and because they sound like it sounds like a person playing drums in a room um yeah, and i didn't I didn't believe you. I think you told me this over email, and then I got to talk to Ty about it in person at Magfest and probably like geeked out about it like i am right now but i still kind of thought you guys were fucking with me like you guys have worked together for a very long time and here i'm the outsider and i was like this is some sort of hazing process <laughs> make old cokey believe that these are real that these are fake drums <laughs> old Cokie,
3: huh <laughs> uncle cokey will you tell us about the old times the good times
1: i can't remember a goddamn thing kid. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs> let's do the next let's let's move on. <laughs> so those drums I'm talking about are on the next track, To the Ground. Yeah. 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 I think this is the last one that we wrote that we wrote lyrics for. Anyway.
4: <sighs> yeah, I think I think it is the last. I think you finished it off.
1: Um, yeah. This this song fucked up my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. Tell, why don't you tell me like what you were writing in those lyrics?
2: It's about wrestling
4: yeah <laughs> yeah about wrestling yeah yeah i, feel, I mean I, it's, it's about wrestling i mean it's a kind of i guess i started the song kind of uh i kind of wrote a, a creative kind of half essay kind of half short story once about a, a kid at a like a at a waffle house in juggalo makeup who like gets into a fight in a parking lot and then i kind of tried to uh Revisit that in song form, and it uh, just kind of turned into a song about wrestling. I was thinking at first it could be uh, maybe an underground fighting ring or something, but it's probably wrestling. You
2: know, mm-hmm. quick aside. Uh, yeah. It's funny that you mentioned Waffle House and wrestling because yeah. I actually met the Undertaker and Mankind and Triple H at a Waffle House.
1: That's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
4: It's an institution. It's 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 a staple of the wrestling diet.
1: I assume this was one visit to Waffle House, and they were all together, not just you had. Yeah, they were all there. It wasn't like you went to that's Waffle so House three times, and every time you stumbled upon a Hall of Famer.
4: Can but, I tell, can I, uh,
1: that's apparently amazing.
2: that's like that's like a tradition to eat at Waffle House after they do a big show.
1: Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's that is a that's good to know, right? <laughs> so cool.
4: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool. You were so close to them. That's amazing. So, Shell, you had written this song. Wait, let, me look, I, let, me I... tell, let me tell my wrestling okay. anecdote well, real quick. Oh, okay, real okay. quick. Okay. okay. My brother, uh, the, the brother between uh, me and Devin, if some people know my my little brother, Devin, my youngest brother. But there's a brother between us um, who's not known for, like, being much of a content creator like me and Devin. Mm-hmm. But he was briefly in a, like a Hawaiian band, and uh, he's a guitarist. And he played Triple H's 40th birthday party. Oh yeah! What? He was like the house band for that, just randomly because he wanted a, a band that could do like a luau, because there was
1: like a luau there. Whoa! Crazy, right? That's my brother. Good, that's a pretty. That's a pretty sweet gig. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it was. So now you're uh, now tell me he's he's probably like not even a wrestling fan, right?
4: no not really. No, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, of course. <laughs> like he's like he saw he saw Triple H in the parking lot. He's like, hey, I like wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he would. Cause it would you That's how know you make small talk but with somebody. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah, good good wrestling. Mm. You you wrestle pretty he, good. keep <laughs> Yeah. Good job, but yeah, but that's that's just weird. Anyway, that's I mean, it's cool, super cool.
1: Uh, okay, so you were saying so you sent me this uh, the skeleton of this song, and there were th- yeah. these lyrics that that cued me that it was about wrestling, and mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. had like this kind of sadness and cynicism that is characteristic of a lot of your work, and. I took that and was like, okay, so he's, it's, it's, he's kind of talking about this, the, the wrestler who's not famous, the, the jobber, the guy who's just out yeah. there to lose matches and for, to showcase other wrestlers. Yeah. And, um, I have not, at this point, we were writing this song. I had not watched wrestling since I was a kid, you know, in the eighties, I was a big fan. I, I saw the first survivor series, Royal rumble, SummerSlam, Um, and the first, you know three or four WrestleManias. i, I was a fan because it was the law i was a you know a boy in iowa in the mm-hmm, early 80s mm-hmm. and that's that's what you did um and i'd always enjoyed it and i but i never i didn't stick with it i missed out on the attitude era i missed out on the the nwo and the and and stone cold and the rock i didn't see any of that stuff like i i had Like gone away from it but in in recent years i'd had conversations um with like some burlesque friends of mine who uh, Mm. at some point it it, somewhere we were hanging out somebody mentioned something like said something disparaging about some kind of performance art and likened it to wrestling and i got really defensive because i was like you guys basically are wrestlers because wrestling is
2: burlesque it's just
1: It's rock and roll and fireworks and feather boas and romance and revenge and drama and and guitar solo. It's just like every kind of American art, uh, performance art, just blended together into this big, colorful, sweaty mess. Uh, And it has
4: this complete lack of pretension that you don't find anywhere else in the professional art world. There's nowhere else in the professional art world at all. All that has that lack of pretension even like the punk rock world which is supposed to pretend yeah. lack of pretension, supposed to be punk rock's bread and butter punk rock has much more pretension than pro wrestling anyway anyway it's
1: it's, it's really <laughs> it's it's fun storytelling it's fun entertainment it's fun athleticism and it's it's incredibly accessible and these yeah. are these are defenses of of wrestling that i that had been making to people for you know on and off for years even though i hadn't watched it in you know decades so we you send me the song and i'm like great i know what a jobber is i'm gonna write a song about a jobber and i did a little research online because i wanted to make sure i had all my shop talk up to date because i wanted to drop some some slang over there use some phrases like putting putting somebody over you know Mm -hmm. things like that um And I got kind of obsessed with it. And at the time I told my, I was telling my girlfriend about it and she's a burlesque performer. And I was telling her the same thing. Why, why burlesque and wrestling have a lot in common. Why wrestling is the ultimate American entertainment. Again, something I hadn't seen in years while I'm obsessively like just looking for all these, these little words. And she picked up on me doing this in this process and uh, surprised me by getting me tickets to a house show at Madison square garden during their, like during their holiday tour last December. And I was kind of I felt like a little weird at the time. I was like, oh, uh, this is, I, I mean, I guess this will be fun. This is going to be like kind of nostalgic yeah. for me. This is going to remind me, my you know, my mom, when I was a kid, my mom used to drive me to Omaha, Nebraska and Des Moines, Iowa to take me to WWF shows. And uh, I, I, this will be fun. And, and And you can see, you know this thing that i've been singing the praises of all this time so we go to this house show and uh guess what that was fucking it because like the next week i was watching raw and smackdown and have every week since then and i've <laughs> watched every pay-per-view um most of the times when my mind is idle i'm thinking about wrestling so you sent me this song yeah i tried to write lyrics for it my girlfriend got me tickets to a wrestling event and uh together it all threw me ass first into wrestling fandom in a way that has taken over my life. So That's so job. fucking
4: cool. That's awesome. And now
1: <laughs> now now, like, now looking back it bothers me that there's a line in my in my rap verse where I say uh no interviews and now if I'd had waited a few months I would have said no promos is what I meant to say. They don't uh, interviews is not a wrestling term. Promo is no, a wrestling no, term. Promo. Um but yeah, so this song basically reintroduced me to wrestling and now I'm obsessed. So good job. So <laughs> well,
4: I have to get back into it. Cause I've been, I've been like my, my life has been, uh, tops turvy. I haven't had a
1: stable Yo, place in I've j- I, I, I gotta get back into wrestling now. In January, they're doing a show at Barclays, which is the 25th anniversary of raw. You know, raw is the longest running weekly television show in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, um, and it started in Brooklyn, so they're doing, or well, New York, but they're doing this uh, big 25th anniversary show for Monday Night Raw in, at Barclays. And I just scored the sickest seats for it. That's awesome. Oh, I'm definitely going to be on camera.
4: That's fantastic.
1: <laughs> Look, that'll be in the supplemental materials for this record. We'll uh maybe we'll you know in a few months we'll add some bonuses it's just like a video clip of me <laughs> looking like an asshole <laughs> while, while braun Strowman destroys somebody <laughs> um if I, I, as an aside uh while we are still talking about this song i think that to the ground is my favorite song on the record
4: that's a it's a good one i'm thinking i'm trying to think about like it's my favorite thing uh, thank it's a good one. I think, I think it's a
1: good one. Thank Actually, you. I don't. I don't know if I want to absolutely they're, sign that. They're link. all good ones. Now, that, now I'm starting to think about them a little bit more, and you know. <laughs> okay. now I'm going with to the ground is my favorite song on the record. Okay, those freaking drums, man. They're not a robot. They're really nope. uncannily good. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that the Epic Podcast is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network? And did you know that the Nerdy Show Podcast Network is home to dozens of other programs that are also surely relevant to your nerdy interests? Oh, it's true. It's damn true swing by nerdyshow.com and see what treasures await you if you like what you hear please rate and review us on iTunes like and follow us on SoundCloud and Audioboom or subscribe and stream on Google Play as listener supported entertainment we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon at Patreon.com/nerdyshow, you can fund the entire Nerdy Show network and unlock a plethora of amazing bonus content and early releases. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit NerdyShow.com. And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. All right, what's the next song uh the next song is the other devil oh
4: yes oh yeah uh an old Schaefer classic that i uh i pitched uh, you i'd always wanted to like do some kind of duet with you i used to like you know i'd uh, sing along to it and i'd imagine that we'd, we'd be doing it like on stage <laughs> this big fancy fantasy that i had
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: I was like this would be so cool to like actually have two performers do cutting each other off. Um, it would be so cool live and it would be difficult live. Um but So it's on a song.
2: It's a, it's a, a cool song. Proof it's, of it's concept
4: a... to do it with two performers on, on a record. So I pitched yeah. you that idea and you, you gave it the the, the go ahead. Yeah, I was uh,
1: surprised. I love how uh, it turned out. It...
4: I wrote oh yeah, I wrote so I wrote a whole instrumental and like uh Ty, you mm-hmm. pretty much chucked it out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Cause what you did is better. And um did we have a remix of this one? No, we don't have a remix of this one.
1: No. Just the one version. So this song, The Other Devil, was orig- I originally released it on a record um eight years ago. Uh and it's just uh, it was just like a filler song for this record that was Doing a back and forth of two voices that were both me uh, goofing on the the old Popeye trope of, you know, him having an angel on one shoulder and a devil on one shoulder, sort of, you know, arguing for his moral decisions. Um, and I wrote the song where I just made them both devils and one devil tells you to do something bad and the other devil tells you to do something even worse. And that was it. That was <laughs> a very low concept, very That's simple. The, no, and then the i the j- best concept. <laughs> And then I just I just beat it to death with Popeye references and uh, for, you know, to way too many bars. Um, But
4: I I, I I, I can't really.
1: Yeah, go on. I haven't really been able to do much with it over the years. Like I couldn't really do it live because, uh, yeah, all of the vocal tracks overlap. Um, I tried it for I was doing it for a while in New York. I did a couple of shows where my friend Nelson Lugo, who's a magician and also a puppeteer, had a puppet. Uh, um, uh, commissioned that looks like me if I were a Muppet and then he would come on stage <laughs> and I made an instrumental that left half the vocals on it and his puppet would lip sync to him and then we'd do some performances of it that way. That was the only way I got to do it. Um, a couple of years after that, my friend Cool Z and I were on tour and we've done dozens of, of collabs over the years and to kind of beef up our set of collabs for a South by Southwest performance, uh, he learned it. So then we got to perform it live on stage. That was the first time I did it with a person on stage. And then it was around the time that I was learning it with him was when you sent me this message saying, hey, I, maybe we should like update your song, The Other Devil, so that we could both do it. And it just felt weird that all of a sudden this song, this eight-year-old song, it was getting all this kind of movement all these years later. Yeah. And uh, I, the version that we have made for this record, I like so much more than the version I released on album 8 years ago. Thank you. Uh, I love having two voices going back and forth. I love the way you kind of arranged how we were going to split up the the vocal parts and I love the decisions that you made in that. And I just freaking love this like this like dirty gnarly like industrial sounding <laughs> instrumental behind yeah, it. Yeah. That builds up when it gets to that third verse and there's it's like it gets really head knotty because it gets like there's these really there's like riffs oh i just love it so i love it so much more than the version i made yeah you guys made my song a better song
4: thank you thank you so much i really love i love thank you for giving the opportunity to like like reimagine your song it's like i got to do like a like a filmic reboot of your movie (laughs) like that's kind of how I am. That that's how I was thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I love the story you're telling in this song, but I wish I could embellish it. I wish I could make it so that the they're, the devils are competing, but but there's there's this this game on top of it where they're just both working against the person they're talking to in a sort of collaborative. <laughs> they're collaborating while they're competing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the slight lyrical tweaks you made emphasize that. And kind of make the make the narrative a bit richer, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> they they, have, they do some kind of chummy wink, wink, nudge, nudge stuff <laughs> to show yeah. where they work together. <laughs> yeah. Where they work together for a moment, and they go back to pretending to really be enemies.
1: <laughs> so it's basically like if my song were um, uh, Vice principles Ah <laughs> yes, <the> seriously. <laughs> I haven't seen that. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's excellent. Do you like it, Ty? Yes, it's great.
4: I feel like oh, I, I, I lo- get it just
1: based on the name. I love that show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to sit here and explain to you. No,
4: no, don't. don't, don't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's 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 move on.
1: Um, the next song is like the I think the first it was a it was a so, it was a song premise that I pitched to you. Mm-hmm. a couple of times over like 10 years it's it's radio yeah. switch.
4: yes i remember you know you, you have it she's like oh, you have a couple of times
1: <laughs> and i I, was, like, I feel like i pitched that to you at like nerdapalooza 2009 and uh but it was like i think it was when we this faded karaoke night between our birthdays two years ago yeah when that when we started talking about the project we, we started talking about this song concept again and i think this was the thing that kind of got it really moving that
4: launched the record yeah that, that originally uh, i mean it is kind of all kind of all connected to or, or coming from that concept even if it's not like a completely clear linear narrative yeah that that song's been in the
2: works for a long time yeah
3: yeah <laughs> yeah and i was yeah, always I like,
4: i was always like really, theory. early
2: really really early demo version that was radio untis
4: oh yeah yeah that's a whole different aspect of a song. I mean, it it's it's kind of the merging of two things for me cuz uh when Schaefer had pitched me this in the past, in theory I always I'd always um wanted to do it, but I never really knew how to approach it. I like when I begin a, like a chorus uh telling a really more concrete linear story than I usually do when I do these kind of collaborations. Um and I just like I kind of wasn't sure how I could Start it and satisfy your vision because it was yours, and I didn't know where to begin with that. But uh, what we did was, I just sent you something that was in my mind unrelated, and then you applied this idea mm-hmm. to it, which is the best.
1: <laughs> but uh, it's it's great. It changed from like the original concept. I think the original concept that I pitched to you was the story is it's two fishermen who are like a little fishing boat and they get they get blown out to sea um and they have no supplies and they're just they're stuck out there and 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 while they're out there waiting to be rescued or die um they have a radio and uh like all they can pick up is like a faint hip-hop station and it has uh they hear like a beat coming through this like crackly hip-hop beat and they take turns freestyling over it to pass the time. And that's the whole song. And it was supposed to be like, I think the original idea was, it was going to be like more seafaring and they were going to sound like pirates. And it was going to be like, they were going to use, I I, I don't know, a bunch of seafaring talk. I can't even do it because I don't, I have nothing. I have no idea what being a boat person is like (laughs) real maritime stuff. Um, (laughs) But when, when you and I talked about it and then you wrote, you sent me this, like the beginning of this kind of techno beat with this, um, chorus and a verse that you'd written for it um it it changed the it changed the story of the song yeah. and then instead became like two guys who are either brothers or friends or lovers it's never really clear yeah. are on a are on a, a a cruise ship that sinks in a terrible storm and they're the only two that survive and they're on a raft and Same thing happens. They have no supplies, but they have like a transistor radio and every now and then for a couple hours a day, it picks up a faint radio station that's playing dance music.
4: Yeah. It becomes a great like (laughs) launching point for the narrative. It really is a nice framework. This whole, that's why I feel like the whole album has kind of a cinematic feel to me because you've taken a lot of the time, like the, the chorus that I take that, that I provided you and you just made it like a, a launching point, something kind of incidental to a larger story that also, but, 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 frames it
1: i think like it, the it, and then in this version they're not they're not performing their music they're they're not like two guys are like two pirates freestyling over the music that they're hearing it's just that this kind of upbeat dance number is like this insidious thing that that's all that they can hear to distract them from it. yes yeah. yeah that which just sounds like torture that if if, if if like all you could do, your only connection to the outside world is you're hearing this like midnight mega mix. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you just sit there and listen to it and pretend like that it's fine while you think about all of the things that you fucked up and how you're going to die. These are such brutal, beautiful short stories. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one with the most clear, again, like you said it, but it's the one with the most the concrete three act narrative. Yeah. You
4: know? Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's all you, but it's really well done. I love what you did. Those lyrics
1: it was freaking hard as shit to write. It's so it's so long. It's I'm so I'm so happy with it. I
4: mean, it's, it is impressive. Like, it, you can see the labor that you put in.
1: Uh, Yeah, I've got pages and pages of earlier drafts for it. I,
4: yeah, we saw, I saw a bunch of them.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Like, I normally will, like, start writing a song. And if I'm not liking how it's going, I'll keep parts of it and kind of massage it. What I've got into whatever new direction it takes. And this one, I, I, I absolutely threw out 16 bars at a time on more than one occasion and just (laughs) had to start completely over.
4: Sometimes that's the more efficient way, you know? Yeah. Other times it's not. Other times it's not. (laughs) It depends how close you came in your first, your first try.
1: But, uh, oh, not even close, yeah, not even, close.
4: yeah, so sometimes you know sometimes i'll I'll tweak something for a couple of days and then wish that I'd thrown it away sooner when I ultimately do throw it away and start over
1: uh i I love uh, the way it came out, and um i I think I like and there's also so there's radio kill switches on there, and there's also a remix of it, the <laughs> Unstis remix, yes, oh yeah, yes, uh, go on, um, and Ty, you built that instrumental from scratch, yeah. Uh, no offense, Shell, but I like the remix version.
4: I, do too. I, do too. I I like I like both versions very much. But um,
1: yeah, I I do. I like them both. I'm not disparaging the.
4: No, Ty. Uh, I I love what Ty did with it.
1: Yeah, a lot because it there's a rising intensity in 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 the music. There's like a subtle change in something that is is like on the surface appears to be just kind of this consistent, dancey throb throughout the whole thing. It makes there are subtle changes in each as the song progresses from each chorus to each verse that make it that add like intensity and (laughs) sort of desperation to it that I love
4: yeah yeah the mood of the of it is more much more dynamic than than my original version and 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 the the tone the musical tone of every verse matches the lyrical tone as the lyrical tone changes from from hopeful to despairing over the course of the song so that's work good job guys all of us (laughs) Yay, we did it. Right. Yeah, I'm really happy. I hope I, hope it's, well, I hope it's well received. Um, I think people will, will dig it. I like that this podcast is now like a companion piece to the record. That's pretty cool, but we should make it a <laughs> bonus track.
1: <laughs> but, uh, is that a bad idea? Yeah, yeah, something like that. All right, this is very different than the interview or the, the, the podcast that we recorded and was lost.
4: This is, and this is better. I'm glad we're doing this one.
1: Cool. Yeah.
4: So let's, um, I'm a
1: lot less drunk
4: this time. <laughs> that's, that's actually very helpful.
1: Um, I am too. <laughs> I was, I was a little drunk the other night. I'm a bit less day.
4: drunk. No, <laughs> I'm just as drunk. Anyway. Um, uh, so Ty brought up that this has been in the works for a long time in more than one way. I think, uh, no, not, not even older, but almost as old is the, uh, musical origin of this piece. it, it I wrote that melody that I sing over a completely different piece of music, um, that I, I wrote with Amy, she, Amy, she was a, um, a collaborator, as a, um, a video game fan arrangement community artist, like, you know, she's done overclocked remix stuff and, uh, the sauce and, um, we were doing a, uh, the sauce compo that was a, a team compo called the doubles dash, which I briefly officiated and, um. I was teamed with her and she wrote that instrumental and, uh, all oh, the way we were, the, I should explain the compo. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a contest where a bunch of musicians get together in IRC chat
3: mm-hmm.
4: and, uh, everyone gets a theme. And then from the moment you get a theme, everyone has an hour or two hours or three hours or whatever to write a song. And then everybody listens in a listening party afterwards. And there's like a week where everyone votes. And then the, you know, the, you know, who won Next week, when you have another compo, and this was a, 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 a teams of two
3: mm-hmm.
4: compo, there was a, and then was a, it was a vocal compo too. So she did the music, I did the lyrics, the melody, and I wrote um, that melody over some dance music that she wrote, which was not what I used um when I rewrote, like when I re-readed the piece as a as Radio Killswitch, because it was originally Radio Unstis and the lyrics were a bit different, but not much. Um there was only like the w- two verses and I think one verse was pretty much the same, the first verse with the, the, mm-hmm. the number station. And then there was another verse that was not in the radio kill switch version at all, which was just kind of more of the same about like a dance station.
1: Um so it was repurposed. Uh, am I am I correct in thinking that tis is supposed to be read like unt, unt, Yes, unt,
4: that's correct. Unt, that's, unt, correct. Unt. that's correct. Okay. It's something that okay. we used to say in in the uh, in IRC chat when we were doing the so, compos. We would joke about doing some unsist tonight, bro. Some yeah.
2: <laughs> Uh <laughs> Old inside jokes.
4: Yeah, it's like a, all the best untis.
2: Um It was going to be a title track. This is the. It was. I it feel was. like it first was
4: going to be Radio Kilsway. Once we
1: started, we were. Once we we took this this album idea beyond drunken karaoke and then started having an actual conversation with Ty about it. I feel like for a uh, for a minute there, the working title of the record was "Radio Kill Switch."
4: It was for for quite a yeah. while. It tested very poorly <laughs> when we when I like and, and made initial announcements about doing this record. People were very excited that we were doing a record together, and very wary once they heard the title. <laughs> Very negative reception to the title. People, really? people thought it evoked like '90s, like skate rock, like like a uh, uh, yeah. Can't think of the, the name of the band.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> God damn it. Oh Jesus! How can I think of Fred Durst's band? Limp Biscuit? That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Not to knock Limp Bizkit if you're a Limp Bizkit fan, but uh, generally regarded as a unpopular band, an unpopular <laughs> style, and uh, people told me it evoked in their mind music that would sound like that. So uh, oh, I, would, I see. Like, that would the title.
1: <laughs> yeah. They would be, yeah, all right, I got it. They would be like, that would be a band that would be on the music festival that, Limp Bizkit would headline. Yes, exactly. Like, it like one of the openers. Radio
4: Killswitch would be one of the
1: openers for, for right. Limp Bizkit. So they thought- Radio Killswitch. That's that, that band that that guy Nate used to work with you know, plays bass in. You
4: know, Radio Killswitch <laughs> sounds like, Radio Killswitch sounds like a really shitty rage cover band. <laughs> you
1: know? So it's gonna well, get I, there. I and- never got it, it. I wouldn't have had that same, if I had been part of your... Uh, polling pool for that that title i it didn't invoke any of that stuff for me i didn't feel or evoke i I didn't feel that about the title i
4: i didn't either um, when when we were talking about it just just as a group but then when i brought it to the outside
1: (laughs) well i still think it's an excellent title and i think it's a good song and i think hold person is is a better album title
4: yeah i think it's a great song title I think it's a great song, but I think Whole Person, I agree, is is a better album title. And um, I wanted to call it Whole Person. I was wanting to just because I wanted to do an album called Whole Person, and the whole reason I wanted to do that was because I liked a piece of art that Ricky Henry had had done, which was just kind of like two people hugging, and one was uh, one was silhouetted, and the other wasn't. And uh, I just I just liked that piece of art, and I thought. Of the D&D spell, hold, person as applying to it uh, as, via, like, a double entendre. You know, like, holding a person, mm-hmm. hugging, but also hold, person is the the Dungeons and Dragons spell that causes paralysis. <laughs> yes. Divine mm-hmm. spell. Second level. That's
2: <laughs> it also sounds
1: like a command. Yeah. It also sounds like a command that a very icy operator would give to somebody on the phone.
4: Yes, hold person, hold person. Yes, it does. It works. It works a lot of ways. Um, and I think for our album, it, it kind of talks about a sort of a frigid paralysis and a, a terrified fear of death and a and a, an imprisonment. Yeah, yeah. It's a great. It's just a nice, very versatile piece of language, and I like how yeah. it applies here. I
1: I, I I like it a lot. Yeah.
4: And, um did not end up using that artwork <laughs> 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 Artwork didn't work with uh, what we were doing. I ran it by you, and you you uh very eloquently and
1: convincingly explained why it didn't work and uh well, I didn't realize that that was existing artwork. I thought that that was something that had been crafted for this i I just now learned that well it's actually that, that was
4: actually kind of both Because Ricky is kind of a is it, he's a um, um I hesitate to call him a perfectionist, but he likes to update his art when you ask if you can use it. He'd prefer to kind of update it and tailor it to your project, which is great. Uh, so he redrew that in a way that he thought would apply. Um so it is the old piece but redone.
1: I just thought it 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 took away some of the, the mystery of the title because I agree. As yeah. because as we just we were as we are just saying, you can there's so many things you can infer from the, the phrase hold person, and I thought that the illustration narrowed it down too much yeah um but however the uh, the adjusted version that he made um i i think is gorgeous i think the yeah i think the album cover that he made is great
4: it's really nice it's really nice
1: also shout out to rick shout out to ricky
4: yeah thank you rick yeah they really you're Um, you're the
1: best we love you thank you for doing all of our art for so Ricky, Ricky's, he's basically a member of the Double Eyes Backfire, he's am I right? He's basically
4: a member of the Grammar Club. He's he's like the secret member of Double Ice Backfire and Grammar Club. And he was literally like a founding member of Double Eyes Backfire, too. He didn't really
1: stick around for too
4: long. Um,
1: I still remember, you know, Nerdapalooza 2009, when yeah. you'd, you'd release like about half of the songs that would end up on Ultimate Songs from the Pit. You might have even had just cassette release or something that's what it was. songs from the pit that's exactly what it was and yes and and you the three of you performed ricky played drums ty played guitar shale sang mm-hmm. um and there were there were some like there were some stuff that was like on a backing track too right yeah yeah there the, were the nes tracks I, I remember that and i just lo- I'd, I'd already loved those songs so much and i knew you shale but i hadn't i think i met ricky and ty like that year mm-hmm. excuse me um But that performance was just everything that I wanted because I had already grown so fond of those songs. Um, And I remember this great moment where there was was a problem with the the (laughs) (laughs) headphones. The headphones. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. 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 And Ricky Henry... So, like, yeah, he he wasn't getting the signal through his headphones, and if he's playing drums, it's hard, you know, you can't, if you don't match up, it's going to create a cacophony. And just <laughs> like a boss, he just, like, I remember him just, like, standing up and just, like, this determined look on his face and was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. Like... To saying it to like God, like to the whole yeah. room and and to you guys, but just universally, just saying it out like at this this declaration. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, and he just started clapping. Uh, <laughs> like uh, it
4: was a real Spartacus <laughs>
1: moment. It really, he started clapping, and you guys just it, Ty started playing, and you started singing, and the room clapped along with you, and it was magical. It was just, it was just a wonderful moment. The majesty, the 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 personal magnitude of Ricky Henry. <laughs> He <laughs> just, he just like basically swept in and said, "Listen up, fuckers! Yeah. This is <laughs> Plan B." And it was uh, awesome. It was nothing short of and awesome ne- in the old sense of the word. <laughs> and the next year, I saw I saw you guys perform again at Nerdapalooza, and that was the year you all had uh, Mortal Kombat costumes. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was also awesome. That was fun.
4: Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for saying those kind of things. <sighs> Shall we move on to the uh, next
1: song? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, the next song uh, is uh, a cover. It's yes. Surrender. Surrender by Cheap Trick. Mm-hmm.
4: And I, I... this We did that because we we sang that at karaoke the night before. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> sur- <laughs> Surrender has been one of my... I love karaoke. Mm-hmm. And Surrender has been one of my top five karaoke jams for... A decade And yeah, you do it I, so I,
4: well And the whole reason I, I, The whole reason I would I I Requested that we do it Because I had heard you do it So many times before And it always got me Really
1: pumped Because you just You kill it I mean you can just Kind of like Track the genesis Of this record To that night In the karaoke bar yeah. Where we're celebrating our birthdays and then we get really drunk and, and naturally we should make a record together. Yeah. We should <laughs> remember that song about the fishermen who like <laughs> rap over a radio. We should do that song. Oh wait, hold on. I'm up next. Uh, mother told me blah, 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 blah. blah. Do the song. We should cover. surrender. <laughs> exactly how
4: it happened. <laughs> uh,
1: And so, and so, yeah, so there's a cover. Uh, I think I've like, probably in the back of my head wanted to do some kind of cover or updated version of surrender for years and just never really had the means to execute it. And, uh, it, it required, it required your fire under me to, um, make this, uh, reality. Thank you. Thank you, Deb. And I, I
4: just wanted to have a recording of you doing surrender. So it's a win-win. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm really happy with that track Um, yeah, I think people will dig it So, um,
1: yeah I do worry about some of the younger kids yeah. That might not know That it's that it's a cover yeah. And when it gets to the part in the end chorus And we start doing the We're all alright, we're all alright And start thinking that we're referencing The, the theme song from that 70's show <laughs> Which itself <laughs> was referencing Yes Was referencing Cheap Trick's Surrender Um, yeah uh, I, I shouldn't say I'm worried. I just just note that. It. <laughs> it could happen. I'm not worried. It could happen. <laughs> it
4: right. probably will happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh that but it 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 came out great. I'm I'm really happy with that cover.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too.
1: Um is that it? That's it. Well, so those are, there are six. So- well, we already talked about the other two songs because the other two songs are remixes. Yeah. But it's six songs and two remixes: yeah. the remix of Jesus and the remix of Radio Kill Switch. So
4: mm-hmm.
1: Total of eight songs.
4: Yes. And I always thought maybe uh, someday we do like a remix album. We can call it Hold Monster, which is the higher level variant of the Hold Person spell, right. it, can it can affect all creatures, not just Ooh, humanoids. But you know,
1: well, I kind of feel like this. <laughs> Maybe I'm crazy in thinking this, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this record, this whole person, has been somewhat instrumental in this reawakening of the grammar class. Definitely, too. yes, absolutely. Um, since, um, since because and- you've just gone in, there's a Patreon, and there's the podcast, and there's um, there's all of this content that is bringing the the grammar club back to life in a in, in a big way and i feel that when you told me the title hold person the idea was that the, the, later down the road there would be a record called um hold monster that would be remixes of the songs from hold person but with beefy doing rap verses instead of mine
4: yeah that was the um, that was the idea
1: we could still so basically the grammar club basically the grammar um,
4: club man we could still do that <laughs> Um. In fact, I want to do a version of the other of uh the other devil where I'm not in it. You're still in it, but it's beefy doing my lines, but they're rewritten completely. There's totally different responses. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't that be a dope
1: track? <laughs> I I'll just keep being involved in new versions of the same song. Yeah,
4: <laughs> you don't have to do anything except sit back and approve. <laughs>
1: Isn't that really the dream? Isn't that what we're just kind of always striving for? I don't want to make decisions anymore. I just want to be in a position with a big golden pen. I'm and so happy to approvals. put you in
4: that position because you're such a swell guy. Thank you. Thank <laughs> um, good friend for
1: a long time. But I, yeah. I'm whatever ends up if if Hold Monster happens or not. I if if this record played any part in in bringing the Grammar Club um, back together, then. Uh, then I'm even more thrilled about this record because I've always been a, a fan of the Grammar Club.
4: Thank you. It did. It, yeah. it absolutely did. I mean, since me um, and Ty had just been kind of working together on and off on this, so we just decided to work together in perpetuity since we were already <laughs> doing that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and
1: it's great, Shale. Yes. I, I'm on like a personal note, and maybe <laughs> thank you. Maybe this. It's great maybe for this us, us be- too. So
4: thank you, thank you for you. We owe you a, a get of gratitude as we say uh, in the program
1: <laughs> i uh um <laughs> like sorry, <laughs> I forgot what i was gonna say well this is this is another thing about this this uh, about the whole person record is that i remember um and you take this out it's too personal but i remember that like i've just always been a big fan of what you do and i you hadn't released music for a very long time you hadn't put stuff online you had um you'd been creating stuff and and you were still like a a presence on social media but it seems like you were pretty depressed yeah and and not really creating anything and so like almost kind of for selfish reasons i like i wanted you to start like get involved in a project where there were other people involved to kind of keep you honest and 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 keep you kind of moving in hopes that you would get inspired and maybe you would find some kind of solace in creating music again you'd find some inspiration and motivation again and it seems like that kind of happened because like these songs it it may have taken us two years to make the record but the the bulk of of a lot of the writing and 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 uh, kind of the the the, uh, the early work that we did before we were getting into post-production all happened kind of quickly like yeah it did um the songs were kind of coming at me like one after another and and it was great because it was like oh my god shale has risen and he is working and he's like driven (laughs) and and then it just turned into a monster like this whole record got made and now you're like i'm bringing back the grammar club and (laughs) and uh i'm i am somehow like you shared your calendar with me so now i've i've got my on my calendar like every day there's some grammar club thing related, related that pops up on my daily yeah calendar. yeah we just um, <laughs> that with you. Uh, i just wanted to, i i wanted to see it working again thank, and, thank and you thank you ha- for doing it. i was looking you-
4: to do that i was looking for a project to get myself out of the mental holding pattern i was in like i mean you, you said we wouldn't recover any of the old material when the lost podcast but we were both just kind of coming into an upswing at the time we started this record and we needed something, I think, to work on with other people. I definitely did. And I was I was yeah. looking for that in doing this. And thank yeah. you for giving it to me. Um And during that time when I, I was not I doing anything, I, was didn't, just, I, was very I didn't
1: give you shit. I didn't I give didn't, you it anything. You gave me I an
4: opportunity like, to, no. to get better. To, to help no, myself you you my,
1: you made this happen i just poked you in the ribs a bunch oh no, i <laughs> all right, sure. right two pirates <laughs> they're in a <laughs> fishing boat and they're lost at sea all right and you were time. like full credit uh, me. this
4: is just all right. my thing
1: <laughs> but then it backfired on me because i got i like halfway through the making of this record i like sunk back into an incredibly Deep dark place, and, uh, and then I was like seeing you. I'm like, oh, I'm look, well, Shale's getting his shit together. Fuck yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I'm fine now. <laughs> it's Ups and downs.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's an emotional record, though. You know, we put we put ourselves into this. It's a bit more personal than I'm This is true. It's feel. It's it's feel. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. There's nothing more emotional and passionate though than that wailing guitar solo in 10,000 cigarettes he
4: brought it back home (laughs) thank you I think that's that's the podcast thank you thank you for coming and thank you again for doing this twice uh I think we did a good show (laughs)
1: uh my pleasure um
4: check out Schaefer's Bandcamp which is uh what's the what's the address there
1: uh, I think it's just SchaeferTheDarkLord.bandcamp.com. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's and that is where Schaefer Riley and the Double Eyes Backfires Hold Person. Yeah, will also be available.
4: Yes, very exciting. I'm
1: very excited about that. And uh, mm-hmm. so,
4: thank you for listening.
1: Once again, we would like to thank Shale Riley, Ty Gwenley, and myself of a couple weeks ago. <laughs> for recording that segment.
0: Uh oh, past you loves future you so much. Please get our record. Yeah. I know we just plugged it but
1: at Shafer the Dark
0: Go get it folks. Get you a hot slice of uh Schaefer. That was gross. gross. That was yeah, really that was gross. gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh well I think that's it. Uh do you have anything to plug?
1: Uh I not properly. Oh okay. That's what a weird way to start that sentence. I don't have any gigs this month. However, I think it is worth noting that mm-hmm. on Tuesday, yeah. December 26th, oh. I will be at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. No, I mean, yes, you physically be there. Yes. To see the WWE <laughs> live holiday tour. Oh, jeez, It's I- a house show. But it's at MSG, and it's on a Tuesday night, which means the entire SmackDown roster is going to be somewhere else, North Carolina, doing a show, yeah. which means it's just Raw. It's just talent from Raw, and that's where all my all my favorite wrestlers are.
0: Did you literally just take this opportunity to brag?
1: Oh, no. I haven't bragged yet. Oh, okay. Here it comes. I have sick ass fucking floor seats. Yes, you do. Oh, my God. I yeah, have good seats.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of insane, the amount of money you spent on them. But you know what? Go for it.
1: I am going to be able to smell Finn Balor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, you know. That's it. That's all I got to (laughs) plug. And then, like, it's Santa's birthday the day before. That's it. That's all I got.
0: Uh, That's not really a plug. but Oh, I guess because it'll it'll happen before the next
1: one. We've got one listener that's going to go, righteous yeah that's it we got one. yeah yeah
0: one 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 list is gonna go rock on yeah good for you
1: roman reigns and john cena in the main event <laughs> here we go the bar sheamus and cesaro versus uh-huh. dean ambrose who i hate and seth rollins uh-huh. in a in a steel cage tag match uh is this Schaefer's wrestling Strowman versus kane i don't i like yeah. braun Strowman.
0: uh None of them are gender uh, Mahal. So, as far no, as I'm is, concerned, he is a SmackDown star. I literally don't care. He will be working in if, North if, Carolina or whatever. If he's not there, I don't care. Okay. That's really what I'm coming down to. Um, but I've got a couple of things to plug. What's um, I have, uh, this will come out the same day you're listening to this. Uh, it is Queens for Puerto Rico, it is a um, Puerto Rico uh, fundraiser at Vintage, which is on Ditmar's Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Uh, You can go to Facebook uh, to find information on that. I am also going to be at the second annual Repeal Day party on Tuesday, December 5th at the Hotel Chantel. It is a huge, huge uh, uh, Vintage Day celebration uh, uh, marking the historical event of the repeal of the Prohibition Act uh, and booze became legal to drink again, and um, it's also an opportunity if you like to dress up in vintage or fancy duds. This is a this is an opportunity to do it. Your old pal Lugatron Five Thousand is going to be there, what spitting the hot wax from from the twenties, the nineteen twenties, as if I don't know. There's no twenty twenties, so I don't really know Not if yet. that joke plays. Yeah. Uh, and on Thursday, December seventh, I'm going to be at the Green Ferry at the Red Room. Uh, and this is the monthly absinthe tasting event that right? oh, I keep yeah. telling people out. So if you want some delicious, delicious absinthe or dress up in fancy clothes or just uh, hang out in a cool speakeasy bar,
1: then come on down. Or on that? Friday, <laughs> December 15th, I'm going to see Star Wars, The Last Jedi, oh with my Nelson God. Lugo, yes. Bunny Buxom, yes. and MC Frontalot. Yeah! Just like when we saw Rogue One yeah. and force awakens force awakens so maybe we can do a field report
0: oh god are we gonna still do (laughs) i guess we could do those
1: yeah who cares nothing matters
0: nothing (laughs) matters. oh that's my best friend the nihilist i love him Uh, i guess that's it Mm -hmm. all right loyal listener this has been episode 56 Sweet jeepus it's been a ride I have been your host Nelson Lugo I have
1: been your other host
0: Shape of the Dark Lord Be safe internets Goodbye You
2: Thank you for listening to the Epic Podcast. We'd love to listen to you too So send us your feedback
1: Questions Love mail Hate mail recipes, and fan fiction to EpicPieCast at gmail.com. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network, and there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com slash nerdyshow. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash
2: sponsorships. If you like what you've heard, please rate and review us on iTunes, like and follow us on SoundCloud and Boom, or subscribe and stream on Google Play. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and more, visit nerdyshow.com.
1: And be sure to follow Nerdy Show and the Epic Podcast on all of your favorite social networks.
2: If it's geeky, we've got it covered.
0: No, seriously. Uh, can suck a dick. Not that that's like, you know, a bad thing because mm-hmm. getting and giving dick sucking. You know what? No, he, he, take this back. Can suck the shit out of my asshole. No, I guess some people like that stuff, too. Fuck. Um, is a horrible human being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.